0: Hey, do click follow button for MSME Talk on the platform where you are listening to get notification for the next episode release.
1: One single factor, ambiguity. Please eliminate ambiguity from your business. What's your revenue? What's your expense? And what's your margin? How much you have done, you know, last six months? How much you have done last 12 months? And if you can't answer this question in three lines, then the business is ambiguous.
0: This is episode number seven of MSME Talk with Sachindra Nath on survival Matrix for MSME. Welcome back to MSME Talk Podcast. MSME Talk Podcast is for micro, small, medium enterprises, startups, and entrepreneurs, in which we discuss with industry experts and experienced entrepreneurs on specific value addition guidance and solve queries to help build long-lasting businesses. Today's esteemed guest, Mr. Sachindranath, is a distinguished corporate leader and the Executive Chairman and Managing Director of U-Grow Capital. In his rich career spanning three decades, Mr. Nath has been influential in building diversified financial services, including insurance, asset management, lending and capital market. At U-Grow Capital, he led one of the largest institutional equity capital raising exercise for an NBFC to the tune of 9.50 crore to support Amazonies. Ugro today has 950 crore plus of net worth, 1500 crore plus of total asset under management, total cumulative disbursement of 3000 crore plus, having more than 8000 plus customers as of July 2021. As Sachindra is leading an NBFC which evaluates thousands of MSMEs on a regular basis and he is in a position to see those MSMEs from other side plus having a top view. By evaluating such a large pool of MSMEs so closely, he understands what they need to do rightly and what they need to avoid to build long-lasting businesses. As we know, to be able to scale up and grow business, first of all, businesses need to secure their survival. In today's topic, we will understand from Sachindra how MSME can sustain and survive to ensure long-lasting businesses. And now let me welcome Sachindra Nath, for this episode on Survival Matrix for MSMEs. A very warm welcome, Sachindra, to MSME Talk to guide MSMEs on Survival Matrix to build long-lasting businesses.
1: Thank you, Tripti. Survival of MSME is also our survival. We are the one who provide capital to them and if they don't survive, we won't survive. So it's a very interesting topic. I'm more than happy to be here with you.
0: Thanks a lot, Sachendra, to give time from your busy schedule for the show to guide our MSME listeners. What you are doing currently seems to be a benchmark in its own way. We want to hear more about your journey and how you are contributing to the MSMEs through
1: YouGrow Capital. Yeah, it's a very interesting question. Uh, I think so. the root of this goes back to my early days. I was born and brought up in the city of Varanasi. Uh, son of uh, two teachers who were professors in BHU. Uh, And as a single child, you know, for first 10 years of my professional career, I spent near near my cities. I was part of a carpet business and I used to operate and see multiple uh, weavers who used to weave carpet. I used to go in villages. I used to understand as a small unit of business, the amount of difficulty they face in getting a small credit of 5,000, 10,000 rupees to even buy a, you know, color or anything. Uh, You know, as the destiny may have, after that, I moved uh, to Delhi, became part of large corporate groups. And, you know, my life, uh, better part of my 15 years of life is spent in building large financial services. In 2000, end of 2015, when I decided that I have, you know, more or less professionally achieved a lot, uh, and I started thinking about doing something which is more meaningful. And then my my beginning at, at those uh, rural places and those uh, small businesses. And I started thinking, why is that in India, you know, a segment of the market which is so important? Uh, you know, 6.3 crores MSMEs providing employment to 11 crore people. But when when it comes their need of credit, there is no one who can support that. And that, you know, forced me to think about building India's largest small business financing platform. And from there we started. We understood the core of the problem and how we can solve it. And the core of the problem is as simple as this. MSMEs in India are not a homogeneous businesses. Uh, You know, they operate within 160 plus sectors, 2000 plus subsectors. One business to other is not the same, but lending institution end up looking them from single lens. And that's where the problem is. If you go to two type of doctors, you know, go to a dentist and go to an IVF clinic, both are actually SMEs run by doctors, but their nature is completely different uh, because uh, a dentist might have large number of uh, OPD patients. Uh, but lesser revenue. But an IVF clinic may have only two or three patients in a month, Month, but more higher revenue. And But if you do, look at them both as a doctor and, you know, as a small business and try automating credit on that basis, it becomes a problem. And that exists a problem across the board. So that's what we are trying to solve now.
0: Very inspiring to see observation of childhood has become bigger purpose for later years. Raising thousand crore capital simultaneously is a pretty big achievement in benchmark. It definitely shows your
1: passion and conviction. I would just respond that very quickly. I think so. Size of the capital is not that important. Uh, capital uh, eventually there is so much of capital, professional capital available around the world. It is the power of the idea and it also applies to small businesses. It is about your conviction, power of the idea and what you can do with that is what drives the capital flow. Uh, Obviously, I had a uh, track record. I had a name because of which I was able to raise more capital. But that is not a limiting factor at all. You, You know, now actually, if you see multiple number of businesses which are funded by VC are being able to create much larger capital pool. So capital is not the reason of success. It is the idea and the people behind it which make it successful.
0: Very well said. In fact, focusing on eight sectors from the universe of 180 plus sectors in MSMEs is very interesting along with the kind of credit underwriting mechanism you have placed in backend blended with technology that makes a lot of difference.
1: Yep,
0: sachindra we hear so much noise about MSME being the 30% plus contributor to GDP of India and not getting enough support from the government. At times, it seems government is also responsible for non-survival and non-scalability of the MSME. Why is we say only government is responsible? Do you think these businesses can sustain and grow even with their own efforts
1: and focus? I think so. We are a little, you know, unfair uh, if we put the burden of MSME growth uh, entirely on the government. Uh, And if you look at in actuality, if you look at last two, two and a half years or three years, uh, look at from the point of, uh, of pandemic itself, all of the government support in this period of time have only been for MSME. Uh, You know, unlike West, look at US where large airline industry, hospitality, hotel, large corporate sector was supported. In India, all of the government support was for MSME itself. And the reason for that is also very clear. Today, India doesn't live uh, in our tier one Delhi, Bombay, Calcutta. India lives in what we call real Bharat, which is our tier two, tier three, tier four town. Uh, As I said, that there are 11 crore people 111 11 million people employed by MSME, which means around 25 crore plus family members are dependent upon their survival on small businesses. So I think the government, in any any form and shape, you can always believe that governments can do much better. Obviously, government's job is to create an ecosystem in which business thrive and survive, right? Survive and thrive, actually. Uh, but uh, there is no limit of, of asking how much can be done. Where I think so the trouble or the challenge is, is, uh, you know, small businesses themselves, how they have been operating over a long period of time. And some of this we will discuss about it. But to some extent, the growth and the survival of SMEs is also dependent upon themselves. It is the factor of what level of transparency, because all SMEs have genuinely believed that they grow because they are in informal segment. I keep saying this, that generally, we, you know, most of small businesses have believed that their margin of business is the saving of 30% of tax rate. And that's why they have to remain into the informal segment. Uh, but they have not realized that, you know, being informal segment, actually, your margin may come down to 10%, but your growth can multiply three times. So your 10% again becomes back to the 30%. And that has been the core problem. The noise which we hear about GST, the you know the banking, the digitization and why it is so troublesome is because it looks apparently to small businesses that by forcing them to coming under the formal sector, their profit is being taken away. But over a period of time, they will realise that actually that helps them to grow from where they are.
0: Very aptly shared that not being transparent and avoiding tax has been the culture and trend without understanding that they are compromising on the growth of the business before we move on to understand how to create survival matrix and build long lasting business would see clarity from you for our listeners on how to choose between scaling up the business versus building a long lasting business how important it is to have this focus in the mind of the entrepreneur and when does entrepreneur need to choose between growth and sustainability or to choose both and balance between them. For example, at times entrepreneurs grabs the opportunity without understanding their capacity and end up into accidents, which they keep recovering for long time. So instead of growth, it takes them to degrowth. On the other side, some entrepreneurs might be so much very risk averse and might not take the new growth opportunities. So how to balance between growth and sustainability?
1: Yeah, actually, India is a young country, right? So the average median age is 28 years. Generally, by nature, we are bullish, right? We all of us believe that the future is better than the present. That's our behavior. So if there'll be a, you know, uh, there'll be a water filling, if there'll be a road accident, if there will be something or other happening, which is bad, we don't get scared with that. Uh, We will go and see what is happening. You know, it becomes a matter of... curiosity for us that's the way we indians are right there's some more asian behavior right versus if you look at most of the western country average age being 60 70 you know people generally are risk averse and save you know savers uh, actually india by its, uh, by the way the it is evolving it is becoming more younger more you know riskier and actually that because sometimes become the problem because when you see opportunity then you think that all of that you have to take at one go and that sometimes lead to trouble You know, what small businesses need to understand that when you do business in a large corporate format, right, then you have your source or your ability uh, is much larger. Finally, businesses are which whatever businesses are a combination of capital, the debt which you can take and what kind of product or services you offer and what cash flow you can generate. When you grow, there has to be maintained a balance between what is the real equity or capital which you have and how much debt you can take whether in india whether it is a large corporate sector mid-market mid-corporate sector or even sme in order to absorb or take the growth most businesses start over leveraging themselves uh, and that becomes a problem because with the over leverage in normal circumstances you survive but then you if there is a little bit of dent to business or a you know hostile market environment then that debt becomes your death trap. And then you start, you know, getting, you know, you don't use your cash flow for growth, but you use your cash flow from paying one's debt to other and then end up into into the trouble. So I think so for as, as for any entrepreneur, I think so one has to balance between either you have source of capital and not debt capital, source of capital, which you can keep pumping in. And it can be, you know, friends, family, you know, investors, or you calibrate your growth where you are growing basis, your residual cash flow, which get generated every year. You have to choose the two paths, but you cannot not have capital and you keep taking debt and you try growing with that is a recipe for disaster.
0: Got it. So you're saying don't gobble all at one time. Try to see your resources at your hand. Then accordingly take the opportunity and keep rising the steps of the letter. Avoid taking too much debt as it can take you to debt trap. Try to use non-debt resources for capital. Absolutely. In fact, Sachendra, in our previous episode number 5 and 6, we have explained about working capital and debt trap, which MSMEs get into due to working capital mismanagement. It's very critical for MSMEs to understand that. So, Sachin, you must have witnessed many non-survival of the small businesses. We know there would be n number of reasons for failure, but which are the topmost reasons you have witnessed?
1: Yeah, it's an interesting question. And I think so the list can go in pages. Uh, And it's very hard to pinpoint one, but I give you three top, three, four top reasons. One, what we call segregation, which small businesses don't do. Segregation of business to your personal, you know, affairs right that's the key because an entrepreneur believes that his business and his family uh, expenses are the same you know his revenue and you know his family income is the same but that's not true so every entrepreneur has to think that he's working for the business versus he's owning the business because the difference when you what you have to create of owner versus when you are working for the business think whatever capital you have put in, you should believe that that capital has come from somewhere outside and you are servicing that capital as an employee of the company and not intermingle two things, right? So one of the things, for example, you know, which is in India, if you're a small businessman and you have to maintain a level, or you have to showcase that you are doing very well and, you know, know, your son or daughter is getting married, invariably nine out of 10 small business entrepreneurs would take a debt into their business and use that debt to you know get a very plush marriage done believing again that okay business would be able to take care of that and that's where the thin line has to be maintained you know when you know that you are running a business please think that you are an employee of your own business and draw something from from it on a regular basis so don't mix the two a uh, second which i said is is about creating an ecosystem wherein you uh, you know People who look you from outside should be able to understand you well. Your financial, you know, what business you are in, what is the uniqueness about your business. Every small business has some some or other uniqueness. If you don't do that, and if you are if you don't have a parameter, you know, every entrepreneur I say, please write down five things which will make you successful in the next 12 months, and five things which will make you success all your life. And if you can't come up with those five things, then it is very difficult for you to survive and grow. So I think so. some of these, uh, you know, and then obviously third and last, which we'll talk about in your, uh, you know, other segments, is about adapting to the digitization and changing reality. Uh, in small businesses, because uh, external professional caliber doesn't come, most of small businesses are run by the family, you know, the sons and daughters and their next generation. Sometimes it becomes difficult. You are too bought into your own business model. If you are doing a business, you know, for last two generations in a particular way, the older generation would force the younger generation to do the same business in the same way versus the older generation of small businesses should allow the younger generation to experiment and, you know, allow them to be part of the new digitized world versus the old physical world. So I think some of these are important things which people should remember.
0: Okay, so treating businesses and personal finance is one of the key reasons. And second, uh, not clearly defining short-term and long-term steps to be followed for their own business growth. And the third, you're saying shying away from adapting to changes like incorporating technology, digitization, etc. in their businesses. Got it. Now, let's understand a survival matrix to build long-lasting business for MSMEs. First step, we would like to understand what all actions, processes, steps, behaviors, or beliefs, etc. MSMEs entrepreneurs need to eliminate completely. Let's take a quick break. MSMEs and startups are looking for various kinds of support and upgrade. Are you a product service provider Expert advisor, consultant, mentor for MSMEs and startups. Do reach out to MSME Talk to list your business. Check the link in the description.
1: One single factor: ambiguity. Please eliminate ambiguity from your business. If I come to you and I want, I sit with you, uh, you know, and I'm a lender to you and say. I want to understand what's your revenue, what's your expense, and what's your margin, how much you have done, you know, last six months, how much you have done last 12 months, and how much you will do next six months, and how much you do next 12 months. And if you can't answer this question in, you know, in three single lines, then the business is ambiguous. This ambiguity comes out of the way you operate businesses any business of any format when it is when it is perceived to be complex and ambiguous is there you know would not last for long so i think so first and foremost any action any process any step any behavior which leads to any form of ambiguity has to be eliminated from businesses
0: so for clarity what you're referring as ambiguity is it in respect of past performance Processes, etc., or you are uh, referring to f- future planning
1: and actions. So I'll give you an example. Most of the time, when I meet small businesses and I ask them, you know, what's your business and how you intend to grow, invariably I will get an answer which will start, you know, which the answer can be any anywhere between five minutes to half an hour, because every small business you, entrepreneur thinks that he is going to build large enterprise in next five years time. So you will say okay I'm in you know I'm in a retail trade, and today I am you know doing you know selling garments now I next I would you know open a sweet shop, then I'll do this so there there is a whole plethora of things which people will come around and say they can do all of it. now this is this is what I call ambiguity because you just don't know what you really want and because it's impossible. or when I ask somebody saying that you know how much of revenue you have done? uh last 12 months and why it is not showing in your GST. and if the answer is that no oh, you know I have other method of selling businesses and it is not visible in my GST but believe me I'm doing it. It is ambiguity. When I say okay why your ex you have a revenue you know turnover of one crore but you had an expense of one and a half crore and if your answer is no, but by the way, you know, 70 lakh rupees of expenses in my business was not really business expenses. I gave it to a friend and you know, it, it is there, It but it will come back at some point. It is ambiguity. So when you run a business which has any of this, uh, is, is, it has to be eliminated.
0: Got it. So now in second step, we would like to understand what all actions, processes, steps, behavior or beliefs, which MSME entrepreneurs need to reduce as per the individual situations. You can mention more than one. As we know, you have a lot of wealth
1: stored. No, I will give only one, over enthusiasm. So please reduce that. This belief that, you know, as a small business, you have an ability to do and compete in everything should be reduced. I'm not saying people should not have aspiration. I'm not saying that they should not succeed. I'm not saying that, you know, a small business cannot become a large business. Definitely one can. But it is, you have to succeed in something first, make it meaningful, let it go on an autopilot before you embark on the next thing. So this, you know, this euphoria or this what I call the Indian sentiment of moving around multiple things and having this enthusiasm and belief that you can succeed in all has to be reduced and has to be, you know, made made more meaningful to succeed first before you grow.
0: So at times we see over-enthusiasm and ambiguity both are there. Even I come across many entrepreneurs who are trying to do multiple things and everything with over enthusiasm and which makes their focus and energy divided.
1: And this is, by the way, the, you know, this is applicable for almost Tripti everything. A you know? lot of people come to me and saying, oh, you ran large financial services business. Uh, you know, so now uh, what's next for you? And I ask them, what do you mean by what's next for me, right? No, but now you'd be setting asset management company. You should be setting capital market. You should be setting this because you've done it all, right? So I get I tell them that, look, I have done it all and I don't have any interest in doing anything else because this itself can be large. Let me first succeed here. You know, God gives one, you know, when you when you are doing for somebody else, so remember this, when you are employee of a large corporate, you are doing what the corporate want to do. When as an entrepreneur, when you are doing, you are doing it for to succeed yourself. And then you cannot have that approach that at the same point of time, I can do it everything. Right. So like even in grow with our size of capital and, you know, but we are very deeply focused on just even in lending, you know, the lending can consist of anything and everything. Right. From real estate to large corporate to mid corporate to consumer to gold loan to anything. But the reason why, with that sheer size of capital, we are deeply focused on MSME because we believe that that focus will build success to us. And this is my request, people: whatever you do, make it meaningful first before you, you know, become enthusiastic about others. And also, not overstretch, you know. And, and think of this: if an MSME which is doing a, you know, a, a fabrication job for a for a manufacturer and have a turnover of one crore, tomorrow somebody comes up and say. I can get you a 10 crore order. Would you be interested? Nine out of 10 MSMEs would say yes. They should be saying no. Sir, it is beyond my capacity. I don't have working capital to go from 1 you know, from one crore to 2 crore. I cannot take 10 crore of order at 1 go. But they will say yes. And then they will be running around saying now I have the order. How do I get money for that? And what in turn would happen that their existing 1 crore business would start suffering because of that. Because you are running away. So, you know, you have to be less enthusiastic and make sure that you are growing, you know, in a meaningful manner year on year.
0: In fact, while I was studying about UGRO Capital, it's interesting to see how you have further narrowed down your focus to eight selected sectors like chemical, hospitality, healthcare, etc., which brings more deeper focus and expertise yet keeping the sectoral level exposure diversified. You are not like let any MSNE any in your organization will evaluate for low.
1: Yeah, and Tripti, that was done predominantly that we came with an objective that we have to solve for a problem. And we also thought, you know, solve for a problem, which means that, you know, look at chemical as a sector in which we do. Now, a specialty chem- chemical and normal chemical, you know, manufacturing are two different segments of the business if we have to solve for the problem for a market and size of india we cannot solve it for everyone so we said let's solve it for certain select sector and subsector before we take the next step right so we in, in bigger format we are trying. you know what i am telling you is what we implement for ourselves so we are, i'm not telling you anything new so in
0: that way you can become expert also in your sector understanding each and every nerve of the sector and learn art of winning in that sector Similarly, MSMEs also have a lot of opportunities around them, but they need to ensure to narrow down and focus.
1: Absolutely. And also small business is, is is a matter of relative term, right? So in comparison to in financial services, I think we are an SME. Uh, because there are others who are much, much bigger and larger, right? So, an HDFC, and ICICI and a Kotak are much bigger and larger. From their perspective, we are an SME, right? So, it is also, and, and if that be the case, I cannot do anything and everything what, a, what an HDFC can do, right? Because they have that size. So, I think so that what the SMEs have to realize, you know, what I have realized for my small business.
0: Absolutely. So as third step, we would like to understand what actions, processes, steps, behavior, or beliefs MSME entrepreneurs need to raise or increase to ensure their survival. That is something which they are doing it correctly, maybe at lesser scale, but need to continue doing it or increase the scale of doing it. Let's take a quick break. Hey, MSME talk listeners. Hope you have not missed subscribing to our newsletter for the latest news, blogs, podcast updates. Check the link in the description. We don't spam your inbox and hence we do have one of the highest rate of newsletter opening in the industry.
1: Digitization. So I think so, you know, as have to eliminate ambiguity, reduce over enthusiasm. And raise digitization level. So digitization, I don't expect MSMEs to become Flipkart and Amazon of the world. But being away from the digital ecosystem is something which nobody can, you know, survive or nobody can afford. I give you an example today. You know, when the pandemic hit, we said we will, you know, in, in credit base, normally it is said that before you grant a loan to a, a small business somebody has to go and meet the customer, which we call, as you know, what we call the personal discussion or underwriter review of the customer. And we said, okay, that's why we need to do it physically. We'll do it purely on the basis of video. Now, once you do what you call video KYC or video PD analysis, you have to ensure that the person you are speaking to is the actual person. Right? There is no personification happening. And the only way you can do is that when you, you know, do the KYC through an Aadhaar linked mobile number, which means at the time of the login, Our underwriter knows that the customer is the same person who is applied for the loan. Would you believe that that in first six to eight months of our launching digital KYC and digital verification plus PD process, 70% of our MSME failed uh, in completing the video KYC process because their mobile number was not linked to Aadhaar. And that's what I call digitization. Today, every small business and its entrepreneur would be making payment to a UPI on an app. But when it comes to applying the same principle on a business, they would not bother about it. Second, what, what I mean by digital. So we in Ugro don't ask for any financial for any underwriting. So we don't need balance sheet. We don't need any income tax return. I think we are now disbursing almost 250 crore a month. All of our underwriting is driven by what we call the tripod of data, GST banking and bureau. Every time. So what we need is you need to add when you are logging an application to us, either through a partner intermediary or through our branch or through our you know relationship manager, you through an OTP have to give access to your GST. You have to give access to your bank statement and bureau we fetch. Ninety nine percent of the customer either are hesitant in giving that information through OTP or even they don't know how to give it. Because when we say, okay, why you know, the OTP will go, an OTP for GST fetching will go. He will say, I don't know who manages that. It must be with some chartered accountant of mine and I have to figure out and find it out. Say, okay, we want your bank statement. Oh, I don't know how to fetch a bank statement online. So in today's world, you know, when everything, your ecosystem is getting digitized, and in your business you are not doing that then you will not be able to survive so so that i think so or even what we call you know hyper local mark if you have to really comp if you are a retail trade and if you have to compete with a big basket which can now deliver you know grocery two times in a day how you know as a retail shop you will be able to you know service your customer by creating a community, being closer to your, you know, customer set, you buy, you still buy grocery from your society grocery shop because you know the guy, but you still want the same convenience, which means there are multiple platforms on which you can digitize your store. You can send it on a WhatsApp, you know, somebody would buy something quickly and make a digital payment to you. So, but if you don't have an approach of being digitally enabled and, and available and be tra- digitally transparent, you would not be able to survive. And that's why I keep saying this. Please raise your digital awareness as much as possible and be available in that ecosystem.
0: So you are insisting increase the level of digitization. That is also in three steps. One is by enabling digitization in their processes. Second, by being digitally available. And third, being digitally transparent. This is absolutely not only from the perspective of taking loans, but even if you want to apply for bigger orders or to bid for contract, etc. All these areas of digitization are important. Very, very important point to have raised.
1: Absolutely, right. So if you're running a retail store and, you know, if you have 100 items in your store, right? Today, most of the retail shop owners, which are also small businesses, they buy memory order how much more material is required, right? So even the person would come to take an order, say, okay, give me hundred fifty breads, give me X number of this, give me X number, Y number of this. But think of that that is small store if it is digital available, which means that you can digitalize your inventory. You know what has gone down, what has gone up. If you can quickly analyze that, what is the most selling item which you have to stock more? And what is not selling, which you don't have to stock more, your margin in business would improve dramatically. So today, I'll give you one example. Today, most of the retail trade shops they do reorder basis when the material is finished. So you would have come across that you call up your, you know, uh, society shop and say, "I want this." The guy would say, "Oh, madam, as to nahi hai. Kal right? It's the most common answer which you get because he get to know when the material finishes and somebody is making an order. But think of if all his inventory would have been digitalized with a simple barcode and these are free apps you can use on multiple things, which means next time when Tripti would call the store, he will have the material, right? You don't get this answer from a big basket. Material nahi hai kal dunga, du right? Because they are doing in their algorithm is making sure that the hottest most selling item is being replenished all the time. So that's so these are these are what concept of digitalization I'm meaning to.
0: Now moving to fourth step, which we would like to understand. Which all actions, processes, steps, behavior, or beliefs every businesses and entrepreneurs need to create for the survival.
1: Yeah. Sustainable cash flow. So I think so. What they need to create is sustainable cash flow. So I, as I said, that please reduce ambiguity, please eliminate ambiguity, reduce your over enthusiasm, raise digitization, and create sustainable cash flow. It is like uh, you know a homemaker. Every uh, you know homemaker in this country manages their home very well, and that's the beauty of, of uh, you know female as a gender that they are so intelligent they can manage their home in 10,000 rupees per month income and 10 crore rupees per month income because they know that if inflow is 10,000, I have to bucket that in these many expense buckets and accordingly, I'll run my home. And that is what small businesses has to do, that you have to ensure what is your base of expense and what is the sustainable cash flow required uh, and then move on from there in hope of that things would happen in future and if you create an expense base which you cannot support and survive you put the entire ecosystem at risk so please create sustainable cash flow have a neat line of revenue which is continuously coming which is taking care of your expenses and then the next level is to create more revenue which is additional income
0: so basically always ensure to focus on one part of the work from which cash flow certainty is higher even if it is at less margin or less amount.
1: Divide your business in two parts. X amount of business which takes care of your expenses in all time to come. And then X, Y business which, is, which can remain volatile. You may earn higher, you may run lower. But your entire business should not get affected because of that.
0: Very right. Even uh, applicable for personal life. So can you give some guidance for struggling entrepreneurs? I know it cannot be very specific because it will differ from business
1: to business, but something which could be common across. Very difficult because every business would have their unique characteristics and what is happening. But I would say two things. One, entrepreneurship of any form and shape is about embracing failures with dignity. In our country, actually, this is a problem wherein failures are not well respected. Think of this way, Tripti, that today you are talking to me because after a three year of break, When I left a very stable job and decided to become an entrepreneur, I succeeded. And that's why I'm respected today. If I would have failed in doing this, then nobody, you know, nobody comes to you. So in our country, we don't respect failures. And that's why entrepreneurship is very poor. Because people run the risk of that. What if I start something of my own? And if I fail, then I have nobody to, you know, take care of me. So, you know, if you come, if you have been working for last 10 years and if you come out and, you know, you decide to do something of your own and if you fail to do that, you kind of become, you know, unemployable because people say you are coming back to employment because you have failed to become an entrepreneur. We don't respect that failing is part of entrepreneurship. Not everyone can succeed. It's circumstantial and also it is sometimes it's got, you know, goodwill and willingness right that so first and foremost we generally we should respect failures and second i think so entrepreneurs should also not worry about failing and that's why i sometimes say that the only way uh, for struggling entrepreneurs is to shrink and grow don't hesitate to shrink dramatically come back to the baseline and think again trying to revive something which has failed actually becomes more troublesome because if something has failed, you know, take a pause, think of shutting it down completely and start afresh. Because your experience of, of creating something and failing will give you an ability to restart something on more solid footing. And I think so that's the only advice I have. This is more an advice for us as Indians to start respecting entrepreneurs and their failures. And to entrepreneurs, don't worry about failure. If you have failed or if you are in trouble, you know, think of that as a past.
0: So basically, uh, learn from mistakes, do introspection and move on. Accept the mistakes. If required, shut it down and restart.
1: Yes. The problem is that why people want to keep struggling is because they think that if somehow this doesn't, you know, succeed, then this is a black spot on me. And that's what they are trying to avoid. What my family would say, what my relatives would say, what my community would say. This is the biggest problem, right? So, you know, if you if you come across in, you know, in your society, in some apartment or somebody who was running a small business and now have shut down, you'd say, oh, there must be something wrong with the person. That's why he did not succeed. It's natural to us. This is the way it comes. You won't go and say, you know, give a shoulder to, you know, give a hand to him and say, no problem, well done. You tried it. You'll try again. We are all with you. That we don't do.
0: Definitely, we need to change these thoughts and views for self and others, applicable to all, whether entrepreneurs or not. So now moving towards the last section of the episode, we would like to listen from you three top most things you would recommend as guiding principles for entrepreneurs for long term prospect.
1: Okay, so I think so entrepreneurship is all about taking risks right? So what I've told you that, you know, we build sustainable business, build sustainable cash flow, you know, do this. But, you know, entrepreneurship or small businesses succeed on taking risk, right? So I would say that build ability to take calibrated risk. So you have to take the risk, uh, but take calibrated risk is, I think, so the first guiding principle. Second is have always a plan B ready. So which means that when you are taking the risk, presume that you know you know 50% chances are that that risk may not turn out to be as successful as you want but if that happens then what's your plan b right and third the ability to change so don't continue with something uh, you know which adoption or, or belief that this would not work and that that assessment should come very quickly and you should have the ability to change so i think so these three things ability to take calibrated risk have a plan b ready and ability to change is important uh, guiding principle for entrepreneurs
0: great so now comes the last question of the episode we would like to hear some hacks or short term tips for entrepreneurs
1: what i call find your mozo. every business every individual has something unique about them you have to find it most of the time uh, you would have seen this if you'll go and see a restaurant at once you know at one place Uh, You know, five years back, you go, you know, or two years back, you'll all of a sudden see five more restaurants coming at the same place, right? Or if you have one, uh, one shop of one particular type, five more shops would come because we don't intend to find what is good in us. We try to replicate what is good in others. Entrepreneurship is about finding what is good in you. So whenever you are in that path, please find out what is that one thing which is unique about you and your business and that one thing cannot be big you know for some people i have five good relationships, and those relationships are so strong and solid that that would make me successful right i have you know uh, i have a unique place in which if i open a small shop i will succeed i have a skill set or certain set set of people which will make you successful think about what is your mozo be, and that would you know and that is more important and tactical in short term because long term actually your businesses you know become on their own because their cash flow, their customers and all of that. but when you are starting or when you're in an early stage, find what is the unique about it and a lot of people say, no what is unique no there's nothing unique about me, I'm doing what others do no that's not true. Every individual have something which is very unique you just need to find it
0: very apt and short find your mojo thanks a lot sachindra for taking out time for our listeners it was absolute pleasure to learn from you while you are contributing in big way for the growth of msmes in an organized focused and sustainable way if you continue sustainably your support to msme sector is assured for many many years to come
1: yeah. we have put our name that's why our name itself says you grow right so a lot of people ask us what is this a lot of people call it ugro but it is not ugro it is you grow the objective was that this is an institution which is being created to help people grow right and that is it's about you and we are working very hard every day to make sure that we succeed in our mission in india
0: the purpose and thought are really nice and commendable thanks a lot once again and all the best
1: thank you tripti
0: Dear listeners, now you can get the MSME Talk new episode alert on WhatsApp broadcast also. Send WhatsApp message to number 8097665085 to register. Through this episode, I hope you would have got some answers to your queries and guidance for way forward. Do share your learnings from the episode, your feedbacks and suggestions. If you are an entrepreneur and have questions from experts or any particular topic or profile of expert you want to hear, or if you are an industry expert with MSME as a target audience, do reach out to us. Our link is given in the description. And at last, please do subscribe for MSME Talk podcast and don't forget to share the podcast link with your friends, family and network. Take care. Goodbye. Happy to share MSME.podcast and the peak ranking chart of 10th country in the Apple Podcast country level entrepreneurship category. If you are an expert or provide product or services to small businesses, MSMEs and startups, reach out to us to discuss Showcase opportunity on MSME Talk, content details given in description.